My Texas Table presents the Healthy Brain Podcast. This is the show for people who want to improve their brain stability, clarity, and longevity. Here's your host, certified health coach, Carrie Wainwright-Miller. Hey, my friends. Thanks so much for tuning into the Healthy Brain Podcast. This is a place to connect for real talk because your brain matters. Y'all, I have got a very special guest today. She is a board-certified integrative practitioner, certified biological medicine practitioner, expert on bioenergetics. She's acquired her AFMCP certification from Institute of Functional Medicine and received advanced nutrient therapy training for brain health under Dr. William Walsh. She studied family medicine and pediatrics in the U.S. and furthered her specialized training overseas in Switzerland and Germany. And she's an internationally sought-after speaker and thought leader. Welcome to the Healthy Brain Podcast, Dr. Richa Joy Gunlapali. Was that close enough? That's perfect. Okay, great. <laughs> We're so thrilled you could join us today to talk about the incredible movement of integrative medicine that is sweeping our nation. Welcome. Thank you so much, Curry. And I'm super excited to be the speaker for this show. And thanks for the opportunity and giving me a platform to voice out my interest, my passion, especially in the field of brain and behavioral health to the community, especially in the, in the Texas. Well, welcome. And so are you ready to jump right into the discussion? Yes, of course. Okay. So let's just start with the fact that the body has a lifelong power to heal and regenerate with natural methods that sometimes raises a few little eyebrows here in the United States. Some people simply don't believe in holistic approaches because they believe that without a prescription drug, their body can't heal properly. So could you please shed some light on that subject? Yes, of course. So looking back into history, I mean, human uh, mankind has been there for very, very, very long time. And uh, use of allopathic medications or modern chemical drugs has been the last 200 years, and especially after the Industrial Revolution, after the World Wars. But going back into the previous ancient cultures and um, uh, throughout the world, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of usage of herbal medicine and using uh, uh, supporting that supports the innate healing capacity of the body. Grandmothers have used the ancient uh, healing medicine, like different herbs or different uh, minerals, or doing some fasting and some detoxification yes. to support the innate healing capacity of the body. So, we, as I said, we have been living for a very long time, and of course, we have this excited new, uh, quick result, quick improvement medication that came in, which sweeped us. But of course, we have to take into consideration that we were built when God made us. God also made what is important for the healing capacity of our body. Mm, So we have to reconnect back into that healing capacity using natural approaches, Mm -hmm. which is not, which didn't come yesterday. It's been there for a pretty long time. Talking about prescription drugs, you know, I know there's a time and place to administer, but they are so toxic. They can be long term. Correct. That's correct. So medications are very uh, good for acute conditions. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's a time and place for that, as you have Sorry. mentioned. But uh, you should not take medications forever. That's one of the most common cause of toxic overload on uh, our patients. And I see my patients with taking a lot of medications and which will affect the organ health, especially the liver. Mm-hmm. If your liver is is not able to detoxify and taking Tylenol or Motrin or any medications for a very long time puts a lot of stress on the liver and eventually it gets stored up 
different organs of the body making the organs dysfunctional mm-hmm. especially psychiatric medications and there's no medication in the world which doesn't have side effects uh because it is man made but especially for chronic conditions like diabetes or osteoarthritis or taking some narcotics or and the psychiatric medications or high blood medications once you are labeled with that label you have been forever take all these medications the toxic load of the medication in the body is super super high and we miss that point and my goal when i see patients in my practice is to see what they are taking and get that load off their body because sometimes in fact they themselves will say that they feel better when they stop taking as much medications oh yeah for sure that's what happened to my mom exactly I, this is this is fantastic because once you don't have to really intervene a lot on the physical body once you reduce the stress one of the stress on the body is mm-hmm. the medication not only medication but also the supplements we can't just go and buy a bunch of supplements and which we all do <laughs> which we all do oh my gosh yeah and, you know we sometimes it's just an overload right as a doctor my job is to peel the layers and see what is you have to look into not only is that medication or a supplement effective to you or are your your body able to tolerate that medication or supplement there are two important features you need to understand we need to understand is is it working for you Mhm means is it effective for you number 2 is is your body able to tolerate that medication or supplement these two important points we have to make a note as a doctor or in fact as you know uh, as individual person who's starting something always keep those two points in mind is it working for you or is it causing any toxic overload for you yeah so that's one of the first thing i do in my in my practice is ask the patients to bring all the bag or suitcase of you know <laughs> truck load of like their medications and supplements mm-hmm. and remove things which is not working and luckily we have a technology in our clinic we use to eliminate those which is not working which is not tolerable which is not effective so your body starts like able to breathe as a doctor you need to be little like a detective you need to solve the problem to solve the problem without listening to the person in front of you how can you solve somebody else's problem without knowing the person who it is yeah and so that's so lacking in conventional medicine today absolutely because you wanted you had to finish seeing a patient in 5 minutes and you would not have the relationship and the trust and the healing starts from trust and the relationship building mm, such a good point because most of the diseases we have doesn't have to be always structural or functional or what i meant is not doesn't have to be always hormonal issues or this mineral deficiencies sometimes you have psychological relationship deficiencies mm. so when you have a conversation and understand and see is it coming from emotional burden or some unresolved trauma you have or is it coming from not having a, having a conflict within you about your job dissatisfaction you want to quit so y- y- we have to listen and see where is the source of the problem the depression you have can be coming from some gene expression issues or neurotransmitter imbalances or some vitamin and b12 deficiencies or you have gut issues affecting your depression oh, but yes all the list but not not only that but it can be something that's bothering them for a very long time because they have abusive relationship or it can be a em- yes. emf hypersensitivity so you are being bathed in 24/7 and having not good quality of sleep so it is really crucial for us to have a good conversation non-judgmental unbiased and just be present with the person to understand and solve the problem i think mm-hmm. a doctor's role is to hold the space for the person to solve what is not what is being said and what is not being said 
So you are putting the puzzle together. So most of the times it doesn't have to be just a hormone disbalance. It can be more than that. So you have to listen to the whole life story of a person when they're born, before they are born, how is the relationship of the parents? So how is the toxic or emotional burden on the mother so that your makeup, your gene expression, your, your how you came into the world is there is the disbalance in there or not. So, you know, so people discount that. Yes. It plays a big, uh, a huge role. A huge role, especially mm -hmm. because you, your disease didn't happen yesterday. Mm -hmm. If you have some diabetes or cardiometabolic syndrome or obesity, it didn't happen yesterday. We labeled that label on you yesterday, but it's been there for a very long time. It's crucial to understand what is your makeup, the seed you're mm -hmm. born through. What is the fertility of the soil you were planted in? That is so important. It didn't happen you know, yesterday. So to look into the current situation, we have to look into the whole life story. Yeah. So that requires that space and presence and the trust and sharing. So we can work together mm -hmm. to find the solution for your health and well-being. Yeah, in, in reference to brain health, we start losing brain cells in our 20s and 30s, Correct. I understand. Correct. So it's the same kind of dynamic. Absolutely. Here. Actually, what is happening is uh, we are seeing an upsurge in brain health conditions, especially mm -hmm. Parkinson's mm -hmm. and Alzheimer's and brain fog. A lot of those uh, things happening. Actually, I'm seeing it a very, very early on age. Like what? Like uh, teenage uh, age itself, because they're not able to focus. Goodness. They're not able to retain information. They're not mm -hmm. able to have a conversation. They don't know how to think. They don't know how to process the data. The future generation is at really high risk because the toxic load has been extremely high. Mm -hmm. Our EMF hypersensitivity is very high. The soil is so depleted with minerals and yes, vitamins. And we have this very poor sleep quality, which is affecting mm -hmm. your circadian sleep-wake cycle rhythm, So it, which affects your hormonal regulation. And nowadays you see a child who is seven-year-old having her cycle because of the high reach of hormones and antibiotics we are drinking, we are taking wow. from the milk and the meat because we are feeding animals with hormones so that they can make more meat mm -hmm. and more milk. And we don't realize we are part of that chain and we are eating those animals. It becomes a part of our life. And so you're having precocious puberty, mm -hmm. very young age, having the hair growth and menses, which should not be, it's not natural. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of layers of toxicity happening, not only at the physical level, biochemical level, including your gene expression. Your body is not able to make your own brain hormones or your proteins, your enzymes to regulate your healthy uh, uh, brain activity and also body function as well. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but it's also environmental triggers happening because we live in a very toxic air quality and indoor air is 15. Especially here. Exactly. Uh, and live uh, in a big city. Big city. And the quality of air inside is more toxic than outside. So we live in these little cubes and we think that we are fine. We don't cross ventilate our homes. And do they get out in the country? Quite often, I mean, or do they move to the country? Just give, go ahead and give that, the excuse, that, right? That is ideal. <laughs> you know, that is ideal, but it is not practical for every person. No, it's not because yeah. they're they're buried in their work here. Yeah. The few points I suggest for person for air quality is, of course, you uh, cross ventil you ventilate your house. It's very important. So because the vitality of air in the nature is very different than the, vi the air vitality when you're inside the closed space. Mm. So you, that's why people get more tired in like small spaces when there is no ventilation. So that is very easy to do. Just open the doors and open the windows and let it, especially the morning, uh, you know, uh, morning air is much cleaner, pure, more vital. vital. Mm -hmm. And also you can do it in, uh, you know, evening as well. But morning is more fresh air quality. It's more vibrant, number mm -hmm. one. 
Number two is you can have your own filters, like HIPAA filters, which will clean up if you are living, especially if you have more allergies and That's things. Good. Yeah, yeah you, you can have remove the particles from the air, so it is it's lighter. The air is not it's not denser and heavier, so you get more oxygenation in your system. Yes. Number three is not only the clean filtered air, but also the vitality of air is very important. That's why when you go into the nature, you feel like you just take the mm. big, exactly like <laughs> big breath, like, like take the big breath when you're in the nature because it's so alive. So it's not just the clean, like it's not just clean water. The water mm -hmm. has to be alive. It's the same thing for air. The air has to be vital. So that's why we love being in the nature because of mm -hmm. vitality of air. So how you can do that in the in the space in, inside your house is to, you can have ionizers. So some air filters have ionizers, which ionizes the air. So it is much easier to absorb mm -hmm. into your system. So you feel more energy, more vitality. And also we have one more device we use uh, called SOE Air in mm -hmm. our practice, mm -hmm. which creates a singlet oxygen in uh, in the air. So it's O, not O2. So it just goes and penetrates into your cells, into your lungs smoothly. Even if you have asthma, if you have COPD or emphysema, so it just goes through into the cell and revitalizes your system. And I see that you've got plants in here too. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So plants are really crucial because, you know, of course, we are nature. We it brings a certain ambience, the, the, especially the green yes. color, the Let's life just force. Bathe in our in, in our cubicle. In the cubicle, right? exactly. So. That's how I would address, Kerry. It is not ideal for every person to run into the nature, but as much as possible, there, there is a science called in Jap Japan, the people do it yes. called forest bathing. Yes, yes I've read on it. Yeah, uh -huh. it's beautiful. That's why I brought that up. Is it? Okay. So there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of research done on how you being in the nature and getting yes. that forest bathing and getting the, the life force and connecting with the nature changes your it's heart rate so variability. Therapeutic. Yeah, your blood pressure, your sleep quality, your diabetes and your stress management, your fulfillment. It is fantastic. She just wrote your script, y'all. So <laughs> go find your land out in the yes. country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so let me ask you, when you address brain health, we were talking about brain health in your clinic, what have you found to be the most effective protocol when it comes to healing the brain? So in my practice, because we do see a lot of brain and behavioral health I go back to their makeup, means their epigenetics, mm -hmm. how they are born, because these conditions run in the family. And it's very, very easy to take care of these imbalances in your gene expression. Yes. So the toxic overload we have, not only like physical toxins, even the emotional toxins, when you are inside your mother's womb, that uh, switches off the gene regulation, means your genes expression is turned off. So you don't have recipe to make your own brain hormones like serotonin, dopamine, those things. Mm -hmm. So when you have blocked gene regulation or too much of gene expression where you're making too much of brain hormones, it alters your the way you perceive the world. Mm -hmm. So there are some people who perceive the world as half glass full, means everything is great, you know. Yeah. And some people see that everything is half glass empty. They're very self-critical, self-judgmental, very negative, mm -hmm. self-sabotaging patterns and choices they make. So I always look into the fertility of the soil. How is the seed that came into this world? So how, is your, how is your gene expression? Because if your genes are blocked, 
if you take like, you know, a lot of supplements, a lot of medications or a lot of, of course, EMF protection, all these things, it's not going to unblock those gene expression. And it's so toxic. It is, it is toxicity and toxicity at many levels. Mm. So that is the first thing I do because the great thing is we can do a test which is covered by insurance to look into your oh, your epigenetic know. expression. So easy to do it. So it is not here. It's all up in your head. Mm-hmm. So we can objectively validate that finding in your test results. And you can treat it using nutrients like different vitamins to repair yourself. Your DNA repairs itself by providing the right dosage of nutrients personalized for you. So it expresses your gene expression. So you make your own brain hormones yourself. So that is the first thing I do in my practice, make sure your brain hormones are regulated. So your perception of the way you look at the world is in a balanced state. Because if I tell you, if a person comes to me and says like, you know, I'm exhausted, I don't sleep and I have a brain fog and uh, I'm not motivated to make any changes. It's very difficult for me to uh, speak about, hey, avoid all these things and you know, sleep like this and turn off your cell phone. It is, I'm adding one more stress factor on the system. Oh, My gotcha. job is mm-hmm. how can I through, enter through the back door to support him, not challenge him too much with a long list of do things and show off what, you know, you have to do, but how can I make it easy for you and be less stressful for you and solve your problems and bring the change from inside out? Mm-hmm. Love that approach. N- not everybody has the mental willpower and the vitality to make the changes. I would say pro- most people don't. Imagine that me expecting those things to change on a person who needs some help. That's, mm-hmm. I think, very unfair. So I do a back-end approach where I change their neurochemistry, their DNA. So it healed. the healing is starting from inside out. The ho- hormone regulation, hormone expression in the body not only in the brain, but also your in your body, your adrenals, your thyroid, your male and female hormones. Yes. Once they change, these are very fine, subtle information particles we have in the body. Once we change that, your perception naturally changes. You're like blooming from inside out. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to pull the petals, trying to open, <laughs> open the open the bud, which is which is totally wrong way of doing, I believe. So, and then they're more motivated. They have more energy. They have better sleep quality. And uh, they are like, uh, there is a shift you see in that person that it's like as the person is like, okay, welcome back. Yeah. You know, so that once you see that shift, then you're on board together and then you walk the journey one thing at a time. We are dancing together. Mm-hmm. So initially you will oh, step on each other, <laughs> you know, because you don't know how each person dances, their moves and their style and their rhythms and their tunes. And once you get the hang of it, like, you know, you create your own, you know, dance with the person. So each person is like, you're co-creating that uh, treatment approach or the journey for them. So they feel they change differently. They feel more empowered. So rather than disempowering them with the labels, because labels are just a body is so super intelligent. It's like, you know, amazing thing God has created us. And if we listen to the body, it tells having a good conversation with the person is crucial because yes. the body is telling me the information, what area needs to be supported. Mm-hmm. So rather than putting you in a in a box and trying to put the same protocol, it is a blessing to have a symptom. Body is telling you, hey, can you please take care of my knee? I, my knee is hurting. Mm-hmm. Then you, and my job is to listen to that and see where is that coming from. It is very disempowering to have a label. Yes, of course, that's the word. Th- th- yeah, the diagnosis we have should be more for doctors to communicate with. It should not be for patients. I believe that, you know, if you have osteoarthritis, if you have, you know, some autoimmune disease, 
it's such a technical thing but going back into the body and seeing hey what is happening here how can i help you it should be mm-hmm. the focus should be on that not on the da- label because once we have the label it it creates such a powerlessness state to the person and you when you feel powerless and uh, helpless then that is where the death and decay happens mm-hmm. life happens when there is a forward journey life happens the healing happens when you feel like okay i can make this change that's why a lot of people who are labeled with the word cancer until that day they're happy and healthy and enjoying relationships afterwards mm-hmm. with the after the label i mean they're like okay i my name is this and i have cancer that becomes their new identity mm-hmm. and then they're getting ready to uh, take off and die and it should not be that and so and it's the same with dementia absolutely. or when someone's given Any that chronic disease yeah. is very very disempowering for the person so they are waiting to die mm-hmm. than waiting uh, waiting to live so it's chronic diseases in a way are also life altering mm-hmm. for people not only families the relationships also and life altering inside spiritually as well absolutely so it's more like a wake up call if we start seeing uh, health diseases more as body's messages more as a time for opportunity for us to change Mm-hmm. it is a whole different perspective on how i mean i feel that uh, we are so blessed to have the symptoms we are so blessed to have this body giving us message messages yes so that we can listen and take care of it's like a wake up call god is sending you hey wake up it's time yes, for you to it, make this diet change exactly <laughs> exactly hey i want to get back to the brain health what steps do you um recommend outside the clinic first i'll talk about the, in general what wellness practices you can do at home and wellness practice you can do uh, for the brain health so i'm mm-hmm. going to talk those two topics right. one is the simple things okay so having a good uh, sleep routine is important because sleep is when your body recovers regenerates detoxifies mm-hmm. and gets you ready for the next day so imagine you're not you're like drinking 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 too much and you're not refilling uh, the bottle so you're going to get bet, get empty the same thing happens mm-hmm. sleep is so crucial and you have to avoid playing with video games or having a TV watching TV before you sleep you know and making sure you turn off your wi-fi's routers if possible if mm-hmm. not at least like to switch off your phone into airplane mode the phone should not be your alarm clock to wake up in the morning mm-hmm. that's a big no no because you suggest taking the actual electronics out of like your smartphone out of your room absolutely most people don't do it and especially the emf the sleep quality is so important it's not the how many hours you sleep the quality of sleep is important yes so if you're not sleeping in a serene peaceful and harmonious environment and imagine you're not seeing emf radiation the torsion fields and all this what it's doing to your sleep your brain waves when you're sleeping because when you sleep your guards are down so when because your body gets into a parasympathetic re- recovery phase So yes. when your guards are down you need to have that like very less stressful peaceful environment for you to have the beautiful sleep and the beautiful brain waves in you when you're sleeping so you regenerate but now you imagine somebody is kicking you not physically but you know <laughs> with all these exposures happening so you're not having a restful sleep so the next day you're not ready for uh, prepared for the next uh, next uh, 12 hours of the day you're so tired and exhausted and, and your, your brain just can't function. brain can't function your hormones are not regulated because your mm. sleep regulates your circadian rhythm and brain horm- not only brain hormones but your pituitary your hypothalamus produce your hormones for the whole body yes, it's absolutely. all shuts down mm-hmm. so the number one crucial thing is make sure you you aim for a good sleep mm. thing have a good sleep routine 
don't eat before you sleep at least have 2 3 hours before you sleep yes. and have a good sleep routine transition into the sleep without having watching TVs and especially the horror shows and news especially that's more scary mm-hmm. so you sleep in maybe a, grab a book grab a book yeah or just listen to some very very soothing mm-hmm. uh, binaural sound beats to help with your brain with getting you from sympathetic flight and fight busy day into a mm-hmm. more parasympathetic have a little bit of oil with lavender to massage your feet all that so uh, good. all that great beautiful stuff and uh, just reflect on the day how the day was and mm-hmm. have a little prayer have a gratitude before you close your day you know we never know if we we'll wake up next day morning or not right so yeah, so you so treat true. it as a, as a, as a blessing to be able to have a good relationship in the sleep process thanksgiving and gratitude and a little prayer mm-hmm. and then like wake up fresh and wake up fresh with so much of vitality to take over the day and to seize the day and have your full expression of the day so sleep is number 1 mm-hmm. number 2 of course the nutrition is everybody talks about nutrition you can you at least avoid the junk foods mm-hmm. you know fast foods the sodas and the coffees i think everybody agrees with that exactly and mm-hmm. the number 2 is like what i see most common is the gluten and the dairy is most common yes. sensitivities people are going through it's not because people argue like hey we have been having this for a long time and our parents were eating that and no problem i said i totally agree with that <laughs> but in in olden days the 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 wheat is not genetically modified it's been modified so much Correct. and it creating a lot of stress in your gut your brain fog and number 2 is the uh, the cheese and the milk you if you look into the carton it has thousands of different cows milk mixed together in and having in the fridge for one month I, it doesn't make sense yeah it's so those are the two mm. common things i ask people hey you have other alternatives you can use for that so nutrition i would not go deeper i think everybody knows what is good sugar sugar <laughs> sugar is a poison <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even sure why we have created that poison in our unbelievable, body unbelievable right Now Absolutely. are you for coconut sugar at all? It's better to avoid as much as possible because it increases your blood sugar. Yes. When you have increased blood sugar, it affects your uh, pancreas produce more insulin, there mm-hmm. is more inflammation that creates a lot And of that stress on the right brain. Absolutely. Absolute inflammation. Inflammation. It puts a stress on your adrenals. it puts a stress on your brain causing a brain fog and brain inflammation it is very poisonous to the whole body your body goes into a shock it does yeah and it, then it, it shuts down so those are the main things i tell people i mean mm-hmm. for the audiences of course sleep is crucial you know have a different relationship with sleep it's a treat you're giving for yourself number 2 is your nutrition is yes. is crucial mm-hmm. and and i would suggest to do your best one thing at a time and i always have a support group so that they are inspiring you and motivating you number 3 i would say is like lessen the emf load on yourself as much as possible it's just an addiction it's similar to having a drug addiction or alcohol addiction it's not different it's same same chemistry mm-hmm. and uh, those are the three things i would suggest for overall well-being of the person and the last one i would say is your relationship with yourself take some time and reflect on yourself most of the deficiencies in the happening in the society is deficiency of yourself it's like self identity loss so having a little bit of reflection time on yourself going for a walk having a journaling reconnecting with yourself and see what is making you empty what is making you having a self sabotaging behavior and there's a lot of really good apps online like headspace or Yes. Calm and mm-hmm. there's also apps for breathing. So use them if you're into technology or if you're a person who is not into technology at least go for a walk in the nature, have some reflective time, mm-hmm. having some prayer because that's like so much of strength you can use to get out of this loop of like disease and death and all these fears and all those things. 
But regarding the brain health, it's the same thing. Brain is nothing different. It's not, we're not having the brain outside the body. Mm-hmm. Brain is inside the body. And it's so important. If you have it, it's so well protected inside the skull because it's so crucial because your brain also governs the function of your whole body. It's not just for memory or communication or learning, but every organ has a com- bi-directional communication from the brain to the organ, the organ to back to the brain. So if you have any disease of the brain, your organs also start dying. If you have organ disease, it also affects your brain health. Mm-hmm. So there's always, we have to see it, brain as not, not separate entity. It is a part of our being, part of our body. The gut and the brain is one organism for me. It's one organ. Mm-hmm. That's why you, when you look at the gut, the gut is also folded like similar to the brain. Like, you know, the folds of the brain is very similar to the folds of the gut. Yes. So when you, and your brain hormones are made in your gut. 70% of your brain hormones, your ca- factory is in your gut. That's so if, where we need to start. Exactly. So if you don't take care of the gut, you can't take care of the mm. brain. Mm-hmm. So it's the same philosophy, uh, but also the, the crucial things is the sleep is crucial. EMF stress is crucial, avoiding the triggers is crucial, and uh, also having a good supplements, a good quality supplements to help with the, with the brain health. Well, there's so many supplements out there. I mean, you know, you've got your Walmart brands, and Correct. then you've got Sprouts and HEB and Whole Foods. Yeah. So yeah. is there a website? Or is there a resource? Or do you... Re- I mean, for the supplements, it is difficult to say a few brands because I don't want it to support <laughs> some brands and sound, you know, weird and different. So there's a variety that you there use. Is, there are a variety of mm-hmm. things because I'm very picky on what, which ones I use. I have products from all over the world. So most common supplements I use for my patients for the brain health, magnesium is very, very important. Uh, magnesium glycinate, there are different forms of magnesium, but the glycinate form is what we use a lot. A lot of people have deficiency of that. Is yeah. magnesium chelate good for? Exactly. Chelated form of minerals is more important. For, for sleep. Isn't it good for sleep? Very important for sleep. Mm-hmm. And there's a different form of magnesium for constipation also. So magnesium is very important for relaxation. Yes. A lot of people with uh, brain health or behavioral health have a lot of tension in the neck, especially the upper back. It, they're like very tight and you go for a massage, but you still feel they're like a rod. They come back again, becomes like so tensed up. So muscle tension, the jaw tension, these people tend to have more constipation because the, the muscles are not relaxed and having the peristaltic movements to empty. So they tend to have mm-hmm. a little bit of a uh, tend towards constipation tendencies. The sleep quality is not very good. The brain doesn't shut down when you have magnesium deficiency. There's a noisy brain in the sleep. You're like half asleep and half awake. Mm -hmm. You don't feel fresh when you wake up in the morning. So that is one thing I see a lot uh, of people having magnesium deficiency. And especially if you have a copper toxicity, which affects your brain hormone production. Mm -hmm. They all have low magnesium. When you have high copper, they have low magnesium, which affects the whole, the sleep quality and all those things. So that's number one um, mineral crucial for people for brain health. I also use a lot of uh, zinc also. Okay. Uh, zinc deficiency is one more thing. Zinc is important, again, as it's a raw material for making your brain hormones like serotonin, dopamine, GABA, norepinephrine, acetylcholine. So when you have zinc deficiency, you, you're not making enough. You have a recipe, but there's no raw materials to cook the food. Gotcha. Something like that. So zinc deficiency is number two. So when you see the, the zinc uh, white spots in the adult, that means there's a lot of stress going on. It can be an infection. It can be a travel. It can be hormone change. It can be anything. And especially in children, we see those white spots a lot because of growth, you require zinc. If you have a child who has delayed puberty, that means they have zinc deficiency. If you have a child who do, doesn't recollect their dreams, it's not that they're not 
are dreaming, but they're not able to recollect the dream. They, they usually say, oh, I don't have dreams. How about when you get older? <laughs> <laughs> we don't go into those deep sleeps like we used to, do we? <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> but zinc is, uh, is very, very important <laughs> for the brain health. Saying especially for people who have anxiety, overwhelmingness, poor stress tolerance, sensory overload, mm-hmm. they don't like bright uh, computer screens or cell phones need to be, you have to dim all those things. That's a sign of zinc deficiency. So that's number two uh, mineral I do suggest for people. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's better to see a functional doctor who is expert in that to get a, a good uh, brand quality and a good dose of it because it's Absolutely. not generic. I, I don't want people just go and starting buying zinc because there are 10 kinds of different forms of zinc and it mm-hmm. needs to be different for different uh, function. How about vitamin D? Vitamin D vitamin with D. K? Absolutely. It, okay. D3, K2 is very important. Mm-hmm. They have synergis- synergistic effect also. Yes. Uh, so we do that. Uh, that's a very important also supplement for people especially for the immune system, you know, so um, not only for bone health, it's very important. And especially K2 is very important for your gut health. Yes. So that's how the other vitamin is important. And uh, there's a lot of the B6, is vitamin yes, B6. B6, mm-hmm. B6 and P5P, mm-hmm. pyridoxal 5-phosphate, these are super important raw materials for your brain mm. health. You know, have a health coach or a nutrition coach or somebody who would work with to because, I mean, I don't expect people to go and go and Google search and get overwhelmed and have, like, just totally, um, I can't do this. This is not going to work out and run away from that. It, you don't have to do it. But there's a lot easily of people done. easily done. There's a lot of people who can help you be a coach and help with the transition to make healthy choices, uh, give yes, you right I mean, information. You, it's hard to do it on your own. Yeah, it is hard. You know, you yeah. need some kind yeah. of backing support, yeah. encouragement from yeah. a health coach. Yeah. Or we touched a little bit on toxic relationships. Yeah. So how much stress does that put on our bodies? Oh, my God, a whole lot of stress. So I know oh my that God. this is really yes. a whole topic. Oh, my God, I know, absolutely. But maybe you can just touch on it. Of course, when you see stress, it's a body's uh, way of dealing with any triggers in the environment. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be physical stress. Most of us, because we can see the physical body, we think of, okay, I'm working too hard or I'm not sleeping well. We focus a lot of physical things causing stress, but emotional things and mental things are the more important causes of stress, which is not visible. That's why we don't emphasize as much. It's a little abstract when you talk mm-hmm. about emotions and the mind and the relationships. But it creates the same amount of response on the physical body. So working for 10 hours is the same as having, hey, you're going through some separation or some, uh, you know, somebody, you know, cheated you and the, mm-hmm. the whole trauma that goes through in the physical level, even though it is emotion, mm-hmm. it creates the same amount of expression or um, how should I put it, uh, disbalance mm-hmm. in the physical body, similar to how it is a physical stress. Because it's very draining. That's why when you're con, when you're, it's even you're in the environment where somebody's constantly seeing, saying critical things and how bad things are. How life well that would be the news. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yes. Just absolutely. stay away from That's, the news and the news. And it it's crazy. Seriously, life changes. Yeah. You know, when you take off those toxic things, it's like having a rotten tomato in the basket. If you keep it for a long time, it will spoil other tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so if you, that's the reason we tell people, hey, look into positive affirmations, yes. have guided visualization. Don't have those re- negative, negative thoughts. Things. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, negative things, negative thoughts, it's basically uh, a disbalance in the brain hormones. So if you have a serotonin deficiency, if you have dopamine deficiency, any of these neurohormone disbalances create these patterns in your brain. Mm. So like rumination of thoughts and cluttered, noisy thoughts and negative thinking, always critical thinking, self-criticism, self-sabotaging uh, choices we make, it is actually a dis dis disbalance in your neurohormones. So if you uh, support that, your frame of mind, your thinking process also changes. Mm -hmm. So apart from what I mentioned earlier about the gene expression, your brain hormones, but coming to what you could do in the emotional disbalance or uh, noisy mind is just like calm it down, cool off. So some people put their emotions outside. Those people really survive better. If you stop vocalizing your your emotions, where mm. do you keep? Do you, do you know each organ store emotion? So if you have anger, if you're not saying out or verbalizing it, mm -hmm. then you will keep it in your liver. Your liver starts wow, shuts down yes. and stops working because it's paralyzed by I've that anger this. emotion. So kidneys is for fear and anxiety. That's why you have lower back pain. You know, so this it is, is so, good. so important to regulate your emotions. You don't want to hurt other people and you yeah. know you have a different opinion. So mm -hmm. you don't want to create a conflict and a chaos and it's more painful for you afterwards. So I tell people, hey, just do the voice recording or just go in front of the mirror somewhere. Just like Journal. let it out. Journal is the best way you can do it. Let mm -hmm. it out, whatever feels right for you. Mm -hmm. Either, you know, uh, just voice out verbally, uh, not to the person, but in a, in a safe space or to uh, in a book or just journal and let it go and just burn it off and clean it up. Take delete. Maybe take a walk. Very, very important. Mm -hmm. So number uh, emotional regulation is very important. So you look into other choices like either using some uh, a counselor or a friend. But how about if you've got a person who doesn't want to be counseled or I guess it's yeah. there? Yeah. yeah, we have to respect that. Mm. We have to. I mean, there's a timing for everything. Mm -hmm. You can't pluck a fruit and say, hey, why are you not ripe yet? Because it's, it's yeah. my mistake that I plucked the fruit. It's not ripe yet. So the person needs some time and space, let it be. Just let it. Let the person hibernate. And when there's, there's a timing for everything, when they're ready, they will mm -hmm. come out and uh, they will express. How about community? Just touch on that for a minute because that's so important, I believe. A lot of people discount that. Community, we are social beings. Yes. We are social beings. We Made to connect. Exactly. Without having the relationship, I mean, nowadays because of this technology, we are trying to isolate too much and getting hooked into this, uh, the video games or the TVs or the soap operas in the, in the TV shows or the computers. So that is an addiction, a huge addiction. So we are disconnecting from, from the nature, disconnecting yeah. from the society, disconnecting from, our, from God or higher intelligence. Disconnect, <laughs> a body disconnects you. So you will disconnect from everybody. Eventually, your body also gets disconnected because you doesn't know how to communicate. Your organs don't know how to communicate inside. Your psyche is such a way that you don't want to communicate with the people, with the society, with the community, with the nature. Your organs forget inside how to communicate also. Mm -hmm. For example, if a person, if I see a person who needs detoxification, I don't detoxify right away the person because first I look into, hey, is your body, your subconscious, your your mind what kind of person are you? Are you a person who is ready to release things? Mm. Are you a person who want to hold all the emotions inside? Because your organs will do the same thing. It would not release toxins if I detoxify unless I change your mindset, be able to express. If you express verbally, vocally, then your organs also express them out. It's a very, very, very interesting thing I learned from my patients. If you're a person who doesn't want to show anything and say, hey, no, I'm good, everything is going fine, no problem with me, and but the person is suffering, 
the organs behave the same way. Mm. Organs also like okay, well, maybe that's why there's so much chronic disease chronic out di- there. Absolutely. So that communication outside is important. Communication inside the body is important. Mm. So if you don't communicate with the community and take their help, take their support, rebuild the relationships, and having the nourishing, healing, therapeutic support system we all have, then the body inside the organs behave the same way, and it eventually it will cut you off. Yeah, disconnect is what it is called. Mm, that's so good. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. So let's discuss a little bit. Uh, now we've touched on nutrition, but overall nutrition. I- I'm yeah. sure that you feel strongly about a plant-based diet. Is what I'm guessing. Yes. yes. Of course. But what would be your top five or six additional foods that you'd recommend for brain health outside of yeah. green leafy vegetables? Right. <laughs> yeah. So I see it a little differently. You mm-hmm. know. So there is a room for everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So plant-based diet is, of course, my favorite, my go-to. But in some patients, they won't be able to tolerate the plant-based because they have SIBO or bacterial overgrowth in the gut and they become bloated eating gotcha. salad yes. or, or raw some vegetables. greens, raw vegetables. Mm-hmm. They can't break it down because they don't have enough digestive enzymes. So they ferment some foods and causes more bloating, more gas formation, more burping and more brain fog. Mm. So I'm not very fanatic about certain kind of food. It is based on who is in front of me, what do they want, how can I give the information to the body so the body heals. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be a clean, lean meat, which is like grass-fed, and a small portion mm, of it is still I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're near lunch, aren't we? <laughs> grass-fed beef, I love. <laughs> and for some people, they feel a little bit of eating meat, feel a little heaviness and feel that yes. it's staying there for a long time. That means your body is telling me, hey, you don't have enough stomach acid to break down the protein. So I do ask my patients, hey, you became a vegetarian. Is it because of ethical reasons, religious reasons, or because uh, you just, your body doesn't, can't handle it? Yeah. That's the giveaway for me. So if the body doesn't handle it, if they say that, hey, because I don't, it doesn't feel good about, after eating, I feel sluggish and something, Mm -hmm. that's a sign that you don't have enough fire to cook the food. Mm -hmm. Means you don't have enough digestive enzymes or stomach acid to break down into amino acids. That's why you feel so heavy because all the energy is going into the gut, all the blood flow, and you mm-hmm. feel like the brain is like shutting down. Okay, what about fish? Fish that, uh, uh, you know, it, yes. for brain health, usually yes, it's, it's the wild caught salmon. Yes. But do you recommend any other fish? Because there's so many fish out there. With yeah, the, just the, the, per- the challenge with the fish is because of the mercury mm-hmm. overload. Better to eat a wild caught yes. fish mm-hmm. is important. Because avoid the tuna and these canned uh, fishes are not good for you. No. I also reduce the uh, use of shrimps and crustaceans and mussels. Not too much of that. Uh, right. But, but could you have it once a week? Twice. Okay. <laughs> twice a month. <laughs> I will tell you why. Because uh, shrimps and crustaceans. Uh, well, they're I mean, dirty. The, the mussels, they're dirty, number one. <laughs> of course, number two is also they are rich in copper. Mm, so yes. uh, copper-rich foods are some people who mm-hmm. can't tolerate them, especially brain health patients, because high copper creates dopamine deficiency and high copper creates high adrenaline. Children who have ADD, ADHD, distraction, focus issues, even adults, a lot of them, they want to do multitask. They have like 10 screens open in the computer at the same time and they like that movement and, you know, all this. That's women. That's women. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. Because copper is very similar to estrogen. Women Mm. who have PCOD, endometriosis, fibroids, polycystic ovarian uh, disease or ovarian cyst, fibroids, fibrocystic diseases, migraine issues, fibromyalgia, PMS symptoms. These are all copper toxic women. Mm. It's okay to have shrimp once a week. I would say fish 
twice a week it's okay but better fish is a good quality of the fish is very important it's mm-hmm. not as i said it's not the amount it's not uh, the product it is the quality in the cold water fishes are important and of course avoid the bottom dwellers like catfish or tuna i don't recommend because a lot of contamination uh, sardines are okay uh, yes of course yeah mackerel mackerels are fine also mm-hmm. they're they're also rich in the oils is fine and uh, as i said like shrimps i would avoid eating less quantity of course i mean we we all love to eat you know we don't want to let go of those things right it's okay to have but don't eat three times a day right thank you for covering all that of that's course. awesome well Dr. Joy, <laughs> I could talk with you for hours on end, but it's really time to wrap it up. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing with our audience. We just appreciate you and the incredible positive change you're making in the world of functional medicine. You truly are making an impact in for healing sure. chronic disease here in the US and we just love you. Oh, love you too, Carrie. And and thank you so much for this opportunity to voice out my passion and be able to be of service for the community and the society and hope i have did some justice with my presentation to the people in the oh, audience who are listening wonderful. and thank, thank you, you so much and please let our listeners know where we can find you online like your websites yes. and any other information you'd like to share absolutely so our clinic name is minerva clinic mm-hmm. it is spelled m i n e r v as in victor a as in apple clinic as in c l i n i c .us So we, our center is based out of uh, Woodlands, Tombal area. And uh, we see all um, kinds of cases in the practice, all ages, all genders. You can visit our website, which is www.minervaclinic.us. And again, my name is Richa Rita Gunlapalli, but I go by Richa Joy. You said that a lot better than me. (laughs) (laughs) Richa Joy Gunlapalli. So I go by Dr. Joy. That's easier, much easier. So um, any help you would need, um, you're, you're welcome uh, to our place. We'll be glad to serve you. Oh, Dr. Joy, thank you again for being a guest here on The Healthy Brain Podcast. Have a blessed Total day. Totally my pleasure. Thank you so much again. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant to replace personalized advice from your healthcare provider. If you have specific medical questions, please talk to a licensed medical professional.